welcome to Los Angeles. So, how is Aquarius? How is Aquarius related to Los Angeles? Aquarius and Los Angeles don't go well together. Aquarius is let's break all the rules. Let's do something. Forget about resting. Remember when you were a teenager? I'm sure you forgot if you live in LA more than three years. Okay, when you were a teenager, at least when I was a teenager, we don't sleep. There's no there's sleep. Teenager in our generation sleep in LA. You, you're aware of that? They sleep. They actually sleep a lot. They sleep. They're actually sleeping. How do they sleep? I used to sleep one hour at night, two hours at night. I don't know about you, Benny. You slept a lot as a teenager? Depends. Depends who's there. Okay, so sleeping become a thing. People, are, the commercial have mattresses on the commercial. Are you aware of the mattresses? With mattresses. What kind of mattress? There is a conversation actually in a young generation, people about mattress. I didn't even care what mattress I was sleeping on. I didn't even know there was a different mattress. Oh, mattress is a big deal. People tell you, big deal. Big deal. Let me tell you, mattress. Let me, and people knowledgeable about sleeping. It's like a dead. It's the one place where you are dying and you wake up in the morning again. That's it. That's what sleeping is. You die and then you're being resurrected in the morning. Oh, moderni. Right? Thank you, God, for waking me. This is it. You can't act like the place that take away from you something. Don't, don't let the, the universe do this to you. That's what Aquarius is about. Aquarius is how can I break the rules? Some of the rules need to be respected. If it's a universal spiritual rules, respect it. But some of the rules that been, and I hope you understand, I'm not trying to upset you, I'm trying to wake me up, not just you. Some of the rules are needed, needed for the sake of you become part of the addiction. You ever been aware of the driving technique in LA, New York, Chicago, Miami, New Mexico, I don't know what places you view, drove. Do you know that in LA, before they turn, usually they either stop or slow down a lot? Are you aware of that? Before any turn. You guys don't know where because you're not leaving LA. But drive somewhere else. It's go like this. Before somebody turn in LA, be aware of that. Now you're going to be aware. They either stop, look at the phone, then they make the turn. Be aware of this. It takes about four seconds. I mean, take, you, you drive, you already have license, right? It's go like this, usually turn, go like this. You don't need to, you saw it, Michelle, I showed it to you today. Okay. It's called a hesitation turn. It can be left, it can be in the highway, somebody needs to scratch the back, he can stop one second. Okay, now I can go. There's no consideration of your surrounding. In the mass of Aquarius, you gotta jump out. The, the verse of this month is Amer Yamireno. La Amir is when you go to the current exchange, that's called Amara. Amara is when you change the coin, let's say from dollar to yen, that's called Amara. Okay, you transform, you are changing, you are change that for another. In this month, you gotta start talking about your transformation. And you have to be crazy. Normal people don't survive Aquarius. It's done for them. You know, meticulous, not exists in Aquarius time. Doesn't work. Control freak, forget about it. Aquarius is, let's welcome the no rules time. No rules. Okay, but you got to bring it in. 
What is the letter that controls this man? Tzadik. Tzadik. Tzadik is the same letter as Tzadik. Tzadik means righteous. But it's a letter, it's unique. And these letters tell us Avraham Avinu is in charge of swallowing the food. What about chewing? What about digesting? No. Swallowing. Le'ita. It's between after chewing and swallowing. Okay? What's the sign of this month? Dli. How do you translate the word Dli into uh, Aquarius? You don't. Aquarius comes from the word Aqua. Like Agua Mineral. Yes? And Dli, you know what the translation of the word Dli? Bucket. Not sexy. What sign are you? Bucket. <laughs> but the original name was Bucket. And I'm, I'm born in the month of the Bucket. That's me. Why nobody ever translated right? Dli means bucket, no water. Nobody talk about water at all there. When Abraham gave this name for each sign, Dli. If somebody would study and understand the meaning, he would be proud to be a bucket. But because they don't study, it sounds bad. And if you live in California, <laughs> whatever sounds bad, you have to erase it right away. Because the cover is it's what it's all about, right? So let's understand the bucket. It's in the Gemara, it's in the Talmud in the section of Shabbat. And Mazal Israel. There is no Mazal, there is no sign of the Zodiac for the nation of the Israelite. Who is the nation of the Israelite? You can say Jewish, you can say Chinese. It's whoever is in the end of time will say these are the Jew. Right now they claim that the Jewish are people who are born Jewish to a mother who is Jewish. But we don't know what happened 2,000 years ago. Ten tribes was gone. So two tribes is still consider the, the, the origin, origin of the Jew, but what happened to the ten tribe? We don't know. After the second temple, they ran away to Tunisia, most of the Kohanim, Morocco, that was the place. But the first temple, they ran to Iraq, from Iraq, uh, Persia, Persia to China. So the Chinese claim they have the Jewish. And there is one tribe in Japan that they claim they are the original Jewish. So. Afghanistan, there's many places. Uzgubertan, Uzgubertan, some one of those countries, yeah. We don't know. But let's talk about Aquarius. What is that bucket thing? So if you look at the word li, there is dal, dal means being poor, okay? Meaning that when you come into this month, you have to come as poor. Doesn't mean that you have to have no money, but you have to come to a place like running on empty, I want more. I don't want a little bit, I want. I want to learn more. I want to know more. You know, I don't know how many of you, when you talk to people, you really want to learn from them. Some people just talk. Blah, 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 blah. Okay? And I remember one time, I was at a wedding, and somebody asked me a question. And being me, those of you who know me, I take the question very seriously, and I start to explain. Thank God to my friend who told me, Eliyahu, you know, they just ask to ask. And I didn't know I was new into America. So what do you mean ask to ask? I said, they ask to ask. I said, but they ask me a question. They want to know a little bit. I said, no, Leo, you're not sensitive. They're gone. You know, they ask and gone. So you, they ask me about something about Keter. No, no, they're gone. They ask to impress you and they're out. 
So what do you mean? They don't, there is no conversation. Say, no, 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 they got I mean, I know you're holding a shirt and you get excited, but they, they not. They're looking at those girls and then they look at the food in the wedding and that's where they want to go. And you are blowing their mind with the canter and this and that kind of, <laughs> you know. So when people ask me, question, I'm truly take it very seriously. Thank God I changed since then. And when somebody asked me a question, I usually said, why do you want to know? Where are you coming from? Are you sure that's what you, you know, I don't give the information. Even I want to. So you got to be poor. When somebody give me information, I'm very poor to listen. I enjoy that. There's nothing that I enjoy the most. If you will teach me how to get the salmon fish in a way that will be crispy on the outside and soft in the inside, I will listen to you. I will really listening to you. There is a way to do it. If you want to know, I will teach you how to do it. I learned that too from a chef. So if somebody teach me something, I, I'm, I'm so thirsty. That's called a bucket. That's called, this must become like an empty bucket. More. What is the water that's going into the bucket? Tell us, Bnei Issachar. This is come, every knowledge I'm giving you now, it's coming from a rabbi by the name of Bnei Issachar who was the nephew of Rabbi Lemelech of Lijensk, if you want to know who he was. So the water is the spirituality. And where does it come from? Tell us, Bnei Zaskar, you have to go back to the original story of the servant of Abraham. I don't know if you remember. When the servant of Abraham wanted to choose a soulmate for his master son, which is Isaac, he came up with this concept. He said, I'm going to ask this woman to give me water, and if she will say I will give water to you, and I will give also to the cobbles, I know she's the right woman for my master son. His master never told him to do so. God never talked to him. He came up with that idea. Tell us, Bnei Zaskar, that there is a lot of secret there. The Delhi, the bucket that she came, if you remember the story, she came with a bucket of water, and she gave him, she gave to the, to the camels. When you choose a mother, you know, Rebecca, who will become eventually the mother of all spirituality, because from her to the next, that's where spirituality begins, you had to see that the woman know how to draw water of spirituality and able to give to everyone. It says she is the mother for all spiritual people after that. That's why you had to say it. So it says, who is the next person who used this same bucket? I don't know if you remember the story. When Moses ran away from Egypt, if you, you may not remember the story, he also went to, it say he went to a well and he, he brought water to the tribe of Jethro. I don't know if you remember that story. Same bucket, same leaf, same thing like that. Jethro heard it and he ran to meet Moses. But it's just going to say, why for somebody to give water to your daughter, you run, uh, oh my God, he got us water. Water. It's not champagne, water from the bag, they give it to you. He's a strong man. No, it wasn't about that. It was about, Jethro knew about Rebecca, he was a very spiritual man. When he heard that there is a man, that the first thing he does is sharing water with a bucket, he said, it's got to be from the generation of that woman named Rebecca. I gotta meet that man. I gotta meet that spiritual man. When you see somebody, someone in your life, that the nature is, how can I give more? How can I study more about giving? Most people 
study more about receiving. How can I study how to get more money? How can I study how to get more respect? How do I study? Anybody read all those books, how to win and how to get? No. There is people who actually study, how can I be more of a giver? How can I be more nice? How can I be more kind? How can I, help? How can I donate more? I don't think I donate enough. I want to donate more. Can, there is a book that can teach me how to donate more. It's going to be a trick I donate more. People don't think like this, especially if you live in LA. It's very difficult. Very difficult. That the, the city can influence you not to give, and you will find a good reason not to give because actually nobody's giving, so why should I give? So, how did the person, I'm talking about true giving, I'm not talking about when you give and you want your name all over the place. I gave the university or the hospital in Mount Sinai. The name is the first thing you see. Where's the hospital? Well, wherever you see that name, that's the hospital. Oh, okay, I got it. Okay, you go to UCLA and Santa Monica, there's first the name. And then if you see that name, that's the right hospital. Why can't you put the name of the hospital bigger than a little bit? No, because... How are you going to get $5 million? You've got to put the name, right? To give in the month of Aquarius is an art. To give with the ego, it's not a giving. It's a show off. To pay the bill when 25 seeing you, how you get the cash, there is a certain move. How much is it? And you throw the money like that. What are you doing? What are you do? Who do you think you're giving to? Where is even the money or your health came from? What's wrong with you? Don't show off with your giving. Say, thank God I can give. Now teach me how to give more. Teach me how to give. I want to give more. But teach me how. Teach me. I don't have enough. What can I give? That's that Lee that Moshe Rabbeinu was talking about. That's that Lee that Rebecca was talking about. That's that Lee. I have nothing. I'm empty. I'm an empty bucket. But what can I give? I will find a well. I will find a well that I can take the water from here and give you first. That's true giving. Not I have so the well is mine. So let me show off to all of you how much I'm giving. No. I only have a bucket. And the bucket, if I don't fill it with water, I cannot give it to you. And the only reason I will fill it with water, so I can give you. That's true giving, my friend. Not to show off or to say, oh my God, that's me. To be humble with your giving. Humble. Humble with your giving. When you give and you're gone, nobody even saw you so you can say at least thank you. This appreciation. People get angry. Try to do it in LA, by the way. Try to forget to say thank you or send a thank you letter to somebody in LA who gave you something. <laughs> For the rest of your life. <laughs> you're going to pay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you see my thank you letter? Uh, you see, people, that's a talk. See my thank you letter? See, see my thank you letter? Yeah, I send you a basket of fruit with uh, all kind of things. Fruit and letter and chocolate. Did you see that? Oh, did you see that? Yeah, I give you this. You give me this. I give you this. What giving? There's no giving. There's negotiation. Negotiation. It's like a woman came to see me. And it was before I was sharp as I am now. I was not knowing LA at all. I flew in first time. So I started taking care of what people call celebrity. What do I know about celebrity? Nothing. Guy who grew up in one of the toughest neighborhoods in Israel, come to LA to take care of celebrity, me. What do I know? I hardly know how to speak English. <laughs> Sitting there, a lady, wrong, she shouldn't ask me those questions. A lady asked me, live one of the biggest homes on Sunset, if you know Sunset Home. And she asked me, Aliyah, you know, I don't know what to do. 
you know, in one way, I really love my husband. But in another way, I love the other men too. So, okay, so I guess the heart split to two men. So, okay. I say, why would you love your husband? I say, listen, the money for my kids for college, uh, I wouldn't be able to drive my Rolls Royce. And uh, 12 bedroom and vacation every month and all this and that. And that. So, being Israeli, forgive me. So, so you don't love him, you love his money. <laughs> you don't speak like this in LA. You understand? You don't just throw it after five minutes conversation to a celebrity. So you, you, why don't, why, why you tell me you love him? How dare you say that? So what did I say? I said, you don't love him. So why do you think I'm marrying for 25 years? <laughs> me, instead of being shut up already, I, I don't. And I continue, I said, because you have a deal. It was a handshake. You know, you give him whatever he wants, they give you the money you need, and everybody's happy. And then your lover, I think, is the one you love. I mean, uh, no? Don't you think so? Being here for there for three years, no one even want to talk to me. All of a sudden, call me. I need you urgently. I said, listen, I, I, I have a problem with my mouth. I'm the wrong guy. For this, let me give you another guy who's soft, nice, to let you hear what you want, and everybody's happy. I'm not an LA guy, I'm so sorry with my mouth. I just came from Tel Aviv, Los Angeles, doesn't go together. Then I went to New York 10 years, become a little tough, but not as tough as Tel Aviv. Then you come to LA, a little bit better, Florida, you know, you soften up. Basically, you learn to lie. So, <laughs> you learn to lie, so life is good. You gotta learn to lie in LA. If you don't learn to lie, you know, you gotta, if you don't have a bucket, say you do have a bucket. If you don't have a well, just say, yeah, I know the guy who owned the well. Drop some names, come on. Drop some name already. Everybody will listen to you. Yeah, I know. That's around the corner, next to Coffee Bean. That's why well, I know the guy, very nice guy. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, we used to go together in there somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Welcome to Los Angeles. So when it's come, <laughs> I make you laugh. When it's come to giving, guys, giving has to come from a place I don't have, but let me find a way to do it. Second way of giving with a bucket is to understand that I want to give. I'm not doing it for you to like me. I want to give it in my blood. I can't help it. Because we don't know, as I gave a speech in Miami, we don't know where your soul came from. The Perkei Avot, the Mishnah in Perkei Avot right? There is two types of soul. There is soul that came from Abraham, and there is soul that came from Bil'am. Bil'am was worst human being ever. How can the Mishnah say it? It's not nice. And the Mishnah say like that. If a person is, have an evil eye, and he can't give, most probably his soul came from Bil'am. If the person has a good eye, and he just enjoys to give as much as he can, come from Abraham. What is the punishment of somebody who can't give? That's the punishment. I don't think there is a worse punishment for human being than I feel I don't have enough and I can give you. I can give you my time, my love, my money, my food. You, you, you're getting into a disease that your life getting boring. It's boring. I, I, I can't speak about Debbie and me or, or those of you who know us. You know, somebody who's been with us in Miami says, so that's how it feels uh, uh, in Shabbat when everybody leaves. You know, you're still going. I mean, there's still all the time, you know. We never have privacy. 
But then I told Debbie, I was with Debbie Lord, and I said, but I don't feel like that. Actually, I enjoy. Without you people, I will be miserable. You know, if I will not be able to give, or Debbie will not be able to give, or my kids, we will be the miserable one. Because the one with the bucket, or know where the well is and want to give, can you imagine that nobody even asked for that water? I would be depressed. So I think giving is the most fascinating thing that exists in the world, but it's not just for the receiver. It's actually the giver is the one who's happy. You, you, cannot, you, you cannot help it. You can't help it. It's boring. Life, to me, is boring without giving. It's a disaster, actually. It's nothing going on. Nothing going on. When I was in Israel, my cousin invited us to go to her house. So, my wife knows how my family behave and how I behave always uh, to how can we give, how can we give, we're rushing. It's a panic attack. If you see, you go to my family's house, there is a panic attack about that we don't give enough. There is always like in your brain. So she thought my cousin would be a little bit far away because she's very intelligent, she's a very famous speaker, she's uh, working for people in the Knesset, in the government of Israel. <laughs> she walk in this beautiful home not far from Jerusalem. As we walk in, she see my cousin in the kitchen and she starts talking about, by the way, I make the pasta not so spicy and I make a different pasta there. And everybody giving, 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 giving. You gotta be like that, guys. That's the biggest advice I can give you. If you're not thinking giving from morning to night, you're not yet happy. You wanna know where happiness comes from? You think only giving. Don't think about yourself. Don't think what, what you're gonna get, if you're gonna if somebody cheated you or somebody took from you. Don't think like that. Don't think like this. I tell you what I used to do with my kids when we used to go to eat outside. My wife would be my witness. And if I get them a plate on their own or a dessert on their own, while they're eating, I'm eating from their plate. And you know, kids are more receiving, they're not giving. So it's almost like touching the food while the dog is eating. There is a... You know? But the reason I did it, and sometimes they ask me, and you can try it on my kids even now, Shabbat, when you come, go to their plate, and they will say no words. And the idea was to understand that it's never yours what's on your plate. It's for you to share. And I didn't get it on my own, by the way, without my wife, I wouldn't have it. Okay? I mean, the concept of giving, the way it's in, ingrained within me, actually come because of Debbie. And, of course, for my mom. My mom put me out to share my home, to share food and all this and that. The bucket is a tool of giving in this month. If you're not into giving in this month, it will be difficult. You gotta think giving, and I'm sorry to tell you this. Giving has to be time, has to be love, has to be money, has to be everything. Don't speak like you don't have. Stop talking about, I don't have enough money, I don't have enough time. I don't. don't speak like that. This month will not go easy on you. Especially now, if you know what Pluto represents, Pluto represents disaster and destruction, and Saturn represents order, perfect order. The perfect order and the disaster are on the same house. They are now meeting each other. When they meet each other, what happened? A lot of disaster according to justice. You understand what's happening? Now the universe is asking for disaster, but it has to be with justice. Just be careful. So this month, I'm sorry, I'm not here to scare you, but I'm here to wake you up. You gotta do something. It's the the month of Shabbat. You gotta do something. In the word Shabbat, you can say Shevet. Shevet means tribe, but Shabbat also means the, the, the whip or the stick that you hit the horse with. It's called Shevet, when, when Shifto, meaning when you hit the horse or the cow with, in the old days, that's called Shevet. So this month has two sides. 
the side of freedom and fun and happiness and giving, or the side of, I'm going to hit you if you don't move quick enough, if you don't do anything. So they have two sides, and I'm sorry, I want to give you only good news, like we're in LA, but what can I do? i got to give you also the truth. I wrote something there. If you take the word delete, it's a little bit complicated, I'm going to explain. And you do what we call spelling out of the letters, meaning Dalet, Lamed, and Yud. Okay, you see the numbers, hopefully I'm right about the number 528, which is eight time Galgal, eight time wheel, Gimatria of wheel. Wheel is the wheel of fortune or the wheel of the Mazalot, of the sign. You have eight planets, include planet Earth, okay, Sun, Moon, Mercury, okay. There is more according to science and according to astrology, because if you put Uranus, Neptune, and, and Pluto, but those not are the original planet that, that discuss in the book of formation. It's going to be eight time Galgal, which is eight time that will, meaning that the months of Dli, I want to say the months of Bucket, is above of those eight planets. You need to be ready. So this month has within it everything above the Mazalot. You can go above above what's written for you to happen or not to happen. So if it's written for you that you're going to be sick, God forbid, this month you have the power to prevent it. If it's written for you to be poor, this month you can prevent it. If it's written for you any type of destiny, it's going into the Galgala Mazalot, going to the wheel of, of sign and change everything for you automatically. But you have to act like you have. Stop being miserable. Stop being miserable. And don't act like you have so people will like you. That's also miserable. Which means, I'm so miserable, nobody likes me, so let me tell them I know that guy and this woman and this... No, there's no need. No need. I know where the well is, let me get the bucket, I think I can help you with it. I think I can help you with that. Somebody today put on Facebook something very disturbing, very sad. Very, very disturbing. Very disturbing. Like I know them for many years, I helped them when they were young. And... When I saw the news, Debbie showed it to me. So the first thing we did, said we wrote a message in a messenger. I said, hi, this is Debbie and Eliyahu. We heard what happened. We are here for you. We are there for you. Whatever you need direction or just to talk to somebody, please reach out. Okay? If they will, not. But I want to tell them the well is here. The bucket is available. Come. And we wrote that if you're looking for a job, please let us know. It's important. If you're not thinking like this, remember, the opportunity that meant to be yours is gone. The negativity that meant to be in your domain is not gone. Be careful. So please, a little change. So I just want to show you the numbers, how it's above. A few more things. I know you, I'm talking a lot. In, 15, in 14 days from today will be Tu Bishvat. Tu Bishvat is the day of, uh, uh, it's called Chag Ailan, The holiday of a tree, not trees. Holiday of a tree. Why one tree? <laughs> Why not trees? The holiday of all the trees. It's called Rosh Hashanah. It's called Rosh Hashanah. The happy new year for the tree. Not two, three, tree. So, Benazas asked the question, which tree? Say tree of life. You want to know which tree we celebrate? Tree of life. In this month, you can become like the tree of life. What is a tree of life? I don't know what tree of life is. <laughs> you get life? What is that? If you remember in the beginning of creation, God created Adam and Eve, of course, when he created the garden and everything. And he commanded Adam and Eve just not to eat from the tree of knowledge. The serpent came, 
seduce them to eat from the tree of knowledge. Tree of knowledge symbolizes up and down in life, good and bad. I'm in a good mood and I'm in a bad mood. I feel great, I feel terrible. You know, those kind of things, up and down, up. That's called tree of knowledge. So he seduced them to be introduced to that up and down. The tree of life was in the garden too. So, what is that? It's a consciousness. There is a consciousness when you tap into that level that there is no bad. No bad. Everything is good. Everything is good. You either reach there because you elevate yourself so spiritually unbelievable, or you reach there because you elevate yourself uns spiritually unbelievably. <laughs> both, both answers are the same. Oh, look at me, did I hear it correctly? I don't know where you go. So, the idea is like that. When you reach to a high level, and you reach to the roots of everything, what people call big picture now, or the seed level, or get them, there's no difference between good and bad. What is good? What is bad? Bad is when you have pain. Good is when you have pleasure. Right? Pretty simple. So pleasure, good, pain, bad. In my book that I printed, published, and now <laughs> Debbie's laughing. Remember that book that we're all waiting for? Now my Debbie hired another writer, now from England. Like really want to make Swedish, right? She's Swedish from England to make my life a little bit more difficult, you know? And she read, read my book again and she sent me 16 pages with correction what I need to change. God, killing me, they just finished me now. And uh, the part of the job we did in Miami was that, to finish that, that book, three years waiting. And uh, why even say that? Uh, yeah, so one of the things that I say there, to make sure that the writer will fixing everything will understand. She, she's a tough person, so she, she's, she's a Leo Virgo. So she say the way it is, but almost like me, but it's not easy to hear. You say, do you even understand what you wrote here? <laughs> say, I, what's wrong with that? Say, because I have no idea what you're talking about. So can you chill out? I really don't like you right now. Can you speak to me nicer? No, I want to help you, don't hate me. So. One of the things I wrote there is about when you're achieving a certain spiritual level, there is, um, you don't feel the difference between good and bad. Because bad, and that's what I wrote there, bad, it just comes with a different package. Good comes with a beautiful package, when negativity is coming with a weird package. Try to imagine I come to a gift, with a gift to your house, to your birthday, and I wrap the same gift, one with a toilet paper, and one with a beautiful gold, with flower, with everything. Same gift. If you don't know what's inside, you're going to get nervous. Once you know what's inside, it's the same. Remember, good news, bad news, same. What makes a difference is us. It's called Tree of Knowledge, Good and Bad. There's a story, I wish I would remember the name of the guys. He's a, he's a storyteller. His profession, you can look him up. He, he, he teach professor and people and speaker like me how to tell a story. So he, he's the best, he's the master. He's considered number one in the world. 
okay, you read the master of telling a story. So the way he teach people, every story has a good ending if you wait long enough. And I love his attitude. Every story has a, lo has a good ending if you just wait the amount of time. And I love him for sake. And the idea, when you tap to that level, you will understand that your story, which seemed bad, is not that bad. It's actually good. Tubishvat is doing it for you. Why are we eating new fruit on Tubishvat and I made something for you from Sukkot? I made, Debbie, not I made, Debbie made a jam from uh, Citrog. The thing that looked like lemon, a trogim. No, a trogim. A trog. It's Citrog. Remember on Sukkot we shake something? Yeah. She took those lemon, she washed them. She cleaned them, the thing that looked like lemon. They're very bitter, and we have a jam. Nobody allowed to touch it until Tubishvat. We're all waiting for it. We don't know how it tastes like it, but hopefully it will taste good. So, why we do that? Because you have to do blessing on something you never ate before. I never ate a trog before. So now it's a chance for you to eat a trog, and do a blessing, and eat other food, and do another blessing. And again, it's not for the food. It's for the idea to connect to the tree of life connect to that concept that I want to renew my connection. I want to renew who I am. And through that, I will get into a place that what, what it's written, that the human being is like the tree of the land. We are like tree. We have roots, we have leaves, we have fruit. We're creating fruit. It's our children. Is idea that we come up with. This is our fruit. We put shadow on people, that's been people who love it, we want to protect them. We have roots in the ground to make sure we're strong and when the wind is coming, we're not going to fall apart. Adam et sasadeh, that's what it's written. A human being and tree is the same thing. And what it's teaching us in this month, guys, we have to do that. We have to become like the bucket look for the water. We have to go out of our comfort zone to see what we can do, what we can help. It doesn't matter whatever you bring a pizza like we have happened tonight or, or pick us from the airport, thank you, or bring us some, some dinner. All of those little things that maybe seem not a big, very big deal. Big deal. Little thing, big deal. Big deal. You know, I mean, the, the, the poor person come to pick us from the airport, they had to wait there one and a half hour for the luggage. Why today? Every time I come, the luggage is five minutes. Five minutes, that's it. Today, so person might think, I said, I have to think twice if I want to go pick up somebody from the airport next time. <laughs> Can I pick up a different mitzvah? I think there is other mitzvah to do. There's other thing, maybe a glass of water, tea, nice. Almost got a ticket there, you know? But that's, that's what God wants. When you want to give, the Creator will make it nicer for you. So you can give more. So don't look at it like it's a punishment. No, it's actually a reward. It's a reward. Whatever doesn't work for you on the way to giving, <laughs> okay, okay, what, what else? What, what else? Sometimes when things like this happen to me, I look at the sky, and me and God start talking, I say, okay, God, I, I got it, 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 okay? I'm going to continue. So I remember I tell you one story, and then I will tell you a story about Rav Zush, and then I'll let you go. There was one story, it's not low grob, don't worry. So, I, had, I don't know if you know what hernia disc in the neck, severe, you know. So I have about two or three of them, and I was in Florida, so I was 
prepared to do surgery because they didn't see any way out. Basically, I couldn't move the neck and I couldn't feel my arm, so I lift my arm, I was like that. It was severe. Nerve system, uh, terrible. Pain for six months. So do anything I could do to do that. I get a phone call while I'm in pain and scheduled for the surgery and say, Leah, we need you for Minyan in Russia. I say, hello, Russia? I say, yeah, 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 we try. I say, there's 200 people, me? Have to, make a ticket right now. We're flying to Ukraine. From Ukraine, we take an helicopter from there, we go there. I go to my lovely wife, I say, honey, uh, you, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly fit, you know? I'm, I'm wearing those things, I don't know if you ever saw when the dog wears something, I had something like this, you know, nothing moving. But, so I, I remember I went outside, I live in Florida. So God, I, I know, I know you're involved in this. Definitely you're involved, so I'm going. And I have no idea what's, what's gonna happen. So I don't know if you ever flew Ukrainian airline, don't. <laughs> don't. I flew an airline, it's the first time and last time I ever did it, and I ever saw something like this. You know the sign when they when you go to the airport in Kennedy, you have a sign like El Al, United, this. Look at this. When they finish to register the people, they do the flight, the sign went out and a different sign went in. <laughs> That's not a good sign. And I got first class. That's not a good sign with my money to get the first class. So I'm very proud that I cheat the system and I'm in first class. <clears throat> so I'm sitting in <laughs> class. And there is two super famous people next to me. That's why I had to be with them. With them. I didn't want to go, but sitting there. And uh, the stewards are very beautiful. Doll. Taller than me, I don't know, 5'11 or 6'4. You know, giant blonde woman. Try to imagine like that. That they seem like they never ate anything ever. You know? So. We are in first class, right? But the first class is different first class, not like first class that you know. Like the chair go a little bit back, and if you remember the old 767, I don't know if you remember those, that was the first class, and somebody next to you. So, <laughs> so stupid. I ordered kosher food. So I, I asked a tall, blonde, uh, lettuce eater, uh, <laughs> if, if you have my kosher food, and she looked at me, what's kosher? So kosher, kosher, uh, kosher? How do you explain what's kosher in 32,000 feet? To, I speak hardly English, she doesn't speak English. Kosher, chicken, oh chicken, no, 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 chicken, yeah, chicken, rabbi, chicken. And the person next to me, a giant Russian, you know, which his shoulders reached to my seat, you know, you know, one of those people, like, like <laughs> first, that was first, first seat. Then I said, uh, in the end, they had oranges. That was the one thing I could have, oranges. Can you imagine flying to Ukraine with oranges? Get these oranges. Next to me, see the person who looking at me the whole time. So all of a sudden, that blonde woman started to give me attention. So I said, oh, maybe God testing me more. In the end, she even gave me a gift, a box like that. Big box. 
Nobody ever give me a gift on the plane. So, th thank you, thank you. Say, do me a favor. She whispered in my ears. Can you imagine how romantic? Can you give it to, you know, that star is very famous, still famous. Say, do you mind give it to him? I really shy talking to him. I see that you guys tell jokes to each other. And the person sitting next to me, stop laughing. We arrived to Ukraine. Everything that can go wrong, go wrong. Helicopter shut down. Not, they're not flying us. We have to drive in a weird bus with two drivers who the drinking under the chair. And I said, this don't look good. This in my neck. Nothing worked for me. Nothing worked for me. And I have to do a minion. And this is Friday. I hope they arrive before Shabbat. I'm panic attack. My God. We're arriving there. We're arriving there. And I'm looking at the sky, snow, it's snow everywhere. And I said, God, I'm sure, I know, I know, I know I'm sharing, but I, I, I'm start losing my certainty about what I'm doing here. So I'm going, and the rabbi come, Rabbi Israel, Gabbai, may God give him to live forever, good man. And he take us to the shul, the original synagogue of the Baal Shem Tov. Wow. The original. So we go in there and explain to us. And you need to understand, no sleeping, no eating like this. All what I can think, unfortunately, forgive my, my truth, instead of listening to the spiritual lesson, I'm thinking about chicken, what they have for tonight, it's Friday night, what are they having? What they, have? they have a fresh challah in this place, it looks lost. Do we have, what the, when they're serving the food, I don't mind to hear the lecture, but give me the food. Understand I was in the first class with oranges. And they talking, you know what happened to me? I fall asleep in the shul, in the synagogue, of the Baal Shem Tov, but where? In the back, when nobody even know you there. It's in the back, it was the healing room of the Baal Shem Tov. We used to cure people from disease. I didn't know that. It was hot because somebody put the fire there for the whole Shabbat. So I'm going there, and you know, after the flight, you start stretching and you forget yourself all of a sudden, and you listen to the lecture, and all of a sudden you lie down, and then you stretch your leg, and you're actually sleeping flat while there is a lecture going on in the synagogue <laughs> and you're going under the 80 degree nothing going on and I dream start dreaming dreams that I ever saw before like the old details of the synagogue the parashim to everything Ravzusha, everything like I'm seeing the old details like never in my life I see unbelievable I wake up <laughs> and I'm Looking for the people, they, they start going to eat. And I'm like, Jessica, how can I tell a story like that? I tell you what, three days after, gone. No surgery, gone. Gone. Sometimes God have plan for you. Plan. But the plan for you is not necessarily look great in the beginning. Everything could go wrong. First class is orange juice. The bus driver is drunk. The person who told nobody cared. But how is giving going to look like perfect if it's like that? Last thing. You see, I light candle tonight is Rav Zusha. Rav Zusha was one of the greatest Kabbalists. He's the one who buried next to the Megid Bemezaj. Megid Bemezaj was the only student of the Baal Shem Tov. Actually, Baal Shem Tov is under the student, but the main student, the successor of the Baal Shem Tov was the Megid. Next to him, there is only one guy. Rav Zusha. And everybody asked why. Because after all, he wasn't such a rabbi. He was more a good guy. He was a good guy. That's what he was known for. You want to know how to become nice, good, appreciative? You read about Rav Zusha. And you should read tonight. Rav Zusha. 
one of the story about Rav Zusha, that he would see good in everything. No matter what you're going to show him, he will tell you it's good. That's when now you're going to turn it around. So, this thousand of stories, I want to make a short one for you. One of the stories, my favorite one, is of Zusha, Rabbi Zusha, one time passing by a town after he borrowed money from his rabbi to the wedding of his own daughter. So he borrowed, let's say, in our language, I mean, I'm not talking about Persian wedding, a hundred of thousands of dollars, a small wedding, uh, 5,000 rubles, 5,000 dollars. So he borrowed that money from his rabbi, and he said, I will return it to you when I have. On the way there, he see another wedding. See another wedding? Everybody's happy and dancing and drinking. As he gets closer to see what's going on, people are depressed in the, in the inner circle. So what's going on? Say, ah, we lost the money, the dunya, you know, the, the money that the yeah. bride's supposed to give this and that. What's the name for it? Dowry. Dowry. Hello, we lost it. We don't know what it is. He said, how much was it? Say, it was $5,000. Say, what's the break? 20, 50, see, 10 dollars. He go to the bank, of course, he take his own money, he change it to whatever it is. He say, I think I found it. Everybody hug him, please, please give the money so we can give it to the band, to the food. Say, I want $1,000. Say, you should be ashamed of yourself. You found our money, give it to us, come on, let's the wedding gap. And he said, no, I'm not giving it to you, I want $1,000 for me. And they start fighting with him, and then they take the money, they throw him to the floor, not invite him to the wedding, and he's gone. Months later, Somebody met his teacher, the Megid Memesar, the famous one. I said, Megid, do you have a student by the name of Rav Zusha? I said, of course I do. It's one of the greatest students I ever had. I said, listen, we're not, we're not sure it's the best. So why are you saying it? I said, one time he found our money for the wedding. He didn't give it to us. He want to receive 20% for himself. I said, can't be. I said, I'm telling you. So I'm going to ask him. Next day, he called Rav Zusha. I said, Zusha, I want to talk to you. Is it true that you found $5,000 in your head? Is it true that you start debating about $1,000? So yes. So, but it's not you. Tell me more. So if you ask me, I will tell you. So what happened? So well, I want to do this mitzvah. I want to do this sharing of $5,000 to give it to them as a gift. When I'm going to the bank to break down the money, the demon in my head start talking. And the demon in my head start saying, oh, Rav Zusha, you're so special. You're so righteous. You're so kind. Nobody will be better than you, Rav Zusha. You are, you are giving beyond any human being who ever born. I didn't know what to do with my ego. My ego keep talking to me how great I am, and I didn't know what to do. So I came up with an idea. I come with them with the money, and I make sure that they will hate me for that. What did I do? I said, I want $1,000 for me. And for that reason, they started hating me, and they took the money that actually belonged to me to them. They didn't even know I was the one who gave it to them. And like this, I make the mitzvah of giving. I did the tzedakah, the charity, as it is, and nobody even could take me after that for that. The rabbi started laughing and said, oh, what a human being. The reason I'm telling a story about him, because Rav Zusha, die in the second day of Shabbat, which is tonight. And there is nobody like him who can represent what is a bucket. You know, a bucket. You know, how to get and so I can give. That story represents Rav Zusha. So may we all can act a little bit like that. 
So we are like dying to give. We can help ourselves. Thank you so much for coming and I appreciate that. Thank you.